Hello, and welcome to the Angelic Healing Podcast. In this space, myself or members of my North American team want to talk about all sorts of different topics, such as spirituality, gifts, healing, awakenings, and many, many more. I hope the time that you spend with us here, you find a little peace and harmony, and maybe even a few answers along the way. Thank you for being here. Right. Well, good morning or good afternoon, everyone, depending on where you're watching from and when you're watching. Welcome to today's Soulful Sunday. So today's Soulful Sunday, as you might have seen, is about approaching the finish line of the awakening. Many, many times we've talked about in our presentations um, what leads up to an awakening, what those beginning challenges are, um, everything that maybe happens conducively to right at the beginning. But what we haven't talked a lot about recently is what happens when we start to get to the end of the awakening or what happens when we cross that finish line. Now, as many of us know, there really is no end date specifically to enlightenment and healing and growth. But I think that when we talk about an awakening, there is a sort of finish line of the big bulk of it anyways. So today I'm going to talk about approaching the finish line. And then next time we see you guys for a Soulful Sundays, Emily is going to talk to us about what happens once we do cross the finish line. But let's start with approaching it for today. So as we start to approach the finish line, a lot of our big clean the closet stuff is out of the way, right? We've gone through that big purge, the inventory of self. You know, we've looked at all of those past experiences and our past emotions, and we're starting to really have a deeper understanding of who we are and how we've gotten here which is wonderful. But then this kind of brings upon a couple things of its own. Once we've got that big, huge purge out of the way, right? Now we're moving into spaces where we've moved from unlearning to learning things. We talk a lot about, in a healing journey, making room for something new to exist. Now, a lot of times as we approach this stage in our journey, we've made room. We've discarded those things that no longer serve us. We've unlearned some of those behaviors that are not conducive to our growth. So we're starting to actually make room to implement new behaviors and patterns and choices. And we're bringing in those different routines of self-care and self-love and even practice with our gifts. We have officially made room. But finding out how to put all the pieces into place where they should be and all of our knowledge and growth implemented throughout our life and then become habitual can take a little bit of time. But also in this space, we are lifting those layers of all of which we accumulated and never processed and purged during that clean the closet. 
Now we're becoming more authentic versions of who we are and we're learning how to get comfortable being that. And that also takes some time. But one of the most beautiful things about that, as we start to lift those layers and as we start to disregard some of those things that were keeping us hidden, our light starts to shine brighter. We as individuals get shinier and brighter as we become more connected, as we learn more about who we are, and as we get more in touch with our gifts and our intuition. And part of becoming brighter, our light illuminates things. And I don't just mean that metaphorically. There is that. But we start to actually see things and perceive things differently as we get closer to ourselves and more in touch with our intuition and our team and our gifts. The way that we view our past looks a little bit different. Maybe some of those things or times that we felt negative about events or negative about ourselves, we start to change our perspective and those emotions that are tied to those things. Also, the way we experience new tribulations changes. The way that we understand other people changes. Our perspective changes as we get brighter and shinier with our gifts and with ourselves. But as we're moving through, like I said before, we have these times where we start to implement new changes and behaviors. Now, I want to kind of make a pit stop here because... I think everyone can relate to this in some time or another. We have a little bit of a process. So we go from, you know, doing a thing to maybe realizing there's a better way to do it, to wanting to do something better, to unlearning the old behavior, to figuring out what the right decision is, <laughs> and then finding a way to make the right decision in the moment. And then that decision or that behavior becomes our normal response, right? A lot of times we just look at changing behavior, but there's kind of those little micro stages, generally speaking, within this process of getting from one mindset to another, from one habit to a new habit. And so sometimes we go through these growth periods, especially in this space of approaching the finish line, and we have a slip up. The heat of the moment gets us, or we have a knee-jerk reaction, or you know, let's just call it a bad day, whatever it is, and we revert back to an old behavior, an old reaction, an old way of thinking. And that happens. It happens in the process and it happens to everyone. But it's really how we deal with those moments that is the most important. Because as we get higher and higher and our highs become higher on the kind of scale of the way that we're growing, Sometimes those mistakes or those falls or those slip-ups can feel catastrophic. So we also have to remember that it's just a moment. It's just one reaction. But as you start to go through this, you're starting to realize the choice in your behavior. You're starting to understand that you had different options, which is sometimes why it feels so loud inside. But it's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean we're back to square one. It doesn't mean our journey's over like sometimes those thoughts can make it feel like. We have to stop and give ourselves some grace in these moments when it happens. Because when we give ourselves grace 
and we don't kind of stir up in that spiral of thoughts that I was just talking about, then we have room to kind of analyze and take this moment as one of our lessons to look at why this happened. Why did we default back to that? What happened? What were we thinking? And give ourselves the space to actually analyze. And then we have some tangible knowledge to say, how can I change this the next time? How can I become more mindful in the moment of that choice I was making? So I make the one that I wanted to, right? So if we use these moments, these slip-ups, these mistakes, whatever you want to call it, as fuel instead of an obstacle that stops us or sets us back or maybe deters us off the track completely for a while, that's what's most important. Because as I said, we're working on taking these new lessons and these new um, behaviors and patterns and new ways of thinking into habitual responses, into our normal way. And for me, I went through my awakening in my late teens, early 20s. So I had these patterns and behaviors down for a few years, a couple of years, you know, depending on what we're talking about. But depending on when you're going through this massive growth cycle with your awakening, you might have been acting or reacting that way for decades, maybe longer, right? So getting back to having something else as your normal response, as the thing you do every single time, like your morning routine, it does take some time and we have to allow ourselves the time to get there and not just stop on our journey when we have kind of that setback or that fall. Because the fall only feels so far because of how high we've climbed. And it's not going to take you as long to get back on track or back focused as sometimes we think it will. Stop, analyze, and redirect and move forward with that knowledge. Don't build up all those feelings against yourself again because you've just discarded that, remember? Now, this brings up a good point of kind of making space. I think we're going to touch on this a couple times throughout this morning. But we have to make space for change. And as we get to this part of our journey and as we start to implement these new behaviors and these slip-ups do happen, sometimes the resistance in our growth is actually put in place by us. And what I mean by that is sometimes when we have just a one-off moment, a slip-up, when one little thing happens, we really do go back into some of those thoughts I said earlier of this always happens. I always do this. I'm back to square one. This isn't working. This never works for me. And we take one singular moment and generalize an entire journey. And we say even sometimes this has ruined everything. In those moments, we are restricting our own growth because we aren't letting things be different. We want the things to be different. We, we've done the work for things to be different, but we're not making space for things to be different. So I always just put that out there as a reminder of when you're having a bit of resistance or you're feeling like, you know, those generalization thoughts are just coming up and making you feel like, what's the point of all of this? I'm trying so hard and it's, I'm not getting where I want to. We need to stop and ask ourselves, Am I making space 
for all of these new things to exist here. So that's a lot of what is happening in this space. You know, not all of it, but a lot of what's happening on the personal growth and healing side of things, right? I want to talk a little bit about environment and reevaluating your environment. Like I said before, as you get brighter, as you get shinier, as you get more connected with yourself, perspective changes and things start to look different. So as you start to build self-confidence and self-value and self-love and self-respect in maybe ways that you didn't always honor and appreciate before, it's going to get a lot easier to recognize the environments that are not conducive to your growth. The places where maybe your growth isn't welcome, places and people that maybe benefited from you staying small and not being able to stand on some of that self-value and self-love and confidence that you've now come to have. Now, there's a couple different ways in which this happens, but let's talk about the, I think, the main one first. And that is, is that the environment didn't actually change. The environment didn't suddenly become toxic. Work didn't all of a sudden become miserable. The people around you didn't all of a sudden become selfish sometimes. I'm speaking generally, of course. You're just noticing it now because your perspective has changed. You're noticing the way that someone's treating you because maybe before you would have said it was your fault. You're noticing the way that someone is maybe not giving you the respect you deserve or they're reacting poorly to you setting a boundary, whatever it may be. That might have always been there. Your perspective and your recognition of it may be the thing that has changed. Now, the reason I think this is important to talk about is because sometimes we have that automatic response to say, this place has changed, this person has changed. When we understand that we are the one that's changed and for the better, we have to also understand the way that we're going to interact and maybe problem solve with these people. They didn't change. They always were that way. It's you who's just been able to now recognize them. Now, there is those examples where I think almost everyone has dealt with at least once with their awakening journey, where a person actually does start to have a negative reaction to your growth. They are upset that you're setting boundaries. They're upset that you're appreciating yourself or you're saying no. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago in an enlightened entanglement of the people that benefited from you being a people pleaser or staying small or never saying no or never giving yourself the rest you deserve. Now, I understand that not everyone has the luxury or the ability or the want even to leave these environments immediately. It's true. Not everyone has the opportunity to just quit the job that makes them miserable or that's, you know, being difficult right now. Not everyone wants to or is able to go no contact with a family member who isn't supportive. You know, these are very, very personal decisions. And we don't always have the option to just completely remove them from our life. I mean, sometimes we do. Sometimes there are people that get the boot. There's some environments we choose not to visit again. But understanding how to protect yourself is a big key here. 
because we may have to go to that environment. We may see that family member, maybe even often. But what things are you putting in place to protect yourself? To make sure that you're not having to continuously heal from these interactions. That you're not spending so much energy to consistently undo what those interactions sometimes make you feel like or the thoughts they make you think or whatever it may be. Now, there's some things that we don't have control over. But we have to make sure that when it is in our control and when we do have the responsibility, we are putting those boundaries in place putting those guards in place to make sure that we can be as much as our authentic self as safely possible around these people or in these environments, but at the same time still holding up that self-love, that self-appreciation, you know, the confidence, the self-value that we have worked so hard to build. Don't want that to be a cycle. So that type of protecting ourselves is very, very important. But there's another layer of protecting ourselves that I want to talk about, and that is with our gifts, right? There is obviously the emotional side of things, but there's also the side of protecting ourselves that comes with getting more in touch with our gifts, getting more in touch with ourselves. You know, we're starting, our gifts may be starting to become a regular part of our life in one way or another, depending on your journey. we have learned throughout this journey that people's reaction to you and people's reaction to things that they don't understand rarely has to do with you, right? And as we step out into this space and as we are getting towards the finish line, we're starting to build this confidence with our gifts, but it is still a little raw and it's a little vulnerable. So we also need to kind of, you know, for lack of better terms, read the room And make sure that when we're expressing these or when we're sharing these with people, that we are in as much of a safe place as possible. Because sometimes, especially in this space, that shutdown from somebody, that harsh word from someone, the judgment from someone can feel very heavy. And I mean, sometimes it's unavoidable, but we want to make sure we're not exposing ourselves to that type of interaction on purpose. Right. We need to understand how to protect ourselves and not be ungenuine. I I still encourage you to be yourself and be authentic. But the way that you may describe an experience, the way that you may um, share a piece of intuition that's coming to you, it may change depending on the room you're in. Now, you may be always speaking truth, but the way you frame that truth can change a little bit depending on where you are. Like I said, to protect yourself. And the other thing you have to remember is that being an awakened, healed, full individual, being who you are and being in such connection with yourself, there is a benefit to being around you. People in your life, ones you love, your family, your friends, whether it's just the counselship you give or maybe your relationship's closer than that and you share your gifts with them, there is a big benefit to having you in their life. And we have to also understand that value and remember it in those moments when we're sharing this with people. That is something that is a gift to them as much as they are gifts to you. 
And we don't want to forget that. So as we kind of wrap up here, the theme of approaching the finish line is putting things in place, of picking up the pieces, of finding out where they fit, of really figuring out where this newfound knowledge, your gifts, your new patterns and behaviors, where you want them to fit in your life. How this is all going to come together to kind of be your daily routine or what's going to happen on the normal. Getting comfortable with the newer version of yourself is all part of the puzzle here. And so I would challenge you in this next coming week. We talked about three big categories today. The emotional side, you know, once you're done cleaning out the closet, establishing new behaviors. And then we had reevaluating your environment. Then we had protecting yourself. I want you to just take one of these categories just for this week. I mean, embrace them all if you'd like. I would never hold you back. Think about one if you can. And I want you to think about the way that that's playing with your journey right now. Is there, is there a piece of action that's needed on giving yourself some grace when you're making change or not holding those slip-ups against yourself so hard? Is it there? Is it reevaluating your environment and understanding that maybe there are some of your surroundings that need some thought, need some boundaries? Or is it an action of protecting yourself? Maybe realizing that there's a boundary with your gifts or a level of understanding that you need to remind yourself to make sure that the beautiful, authentic, new you is safe to go be who they are. Just a little bit of challenge for this week, if I was to send you with one. But I think that's the perfect point to wrap up for today's talk. I want to thank you guys all for being here for Soulful Sunday, whether you're joining us here live in Altspace or you're listening later. Thank you so much for spending some time with us here today. I want to thank the um, tech booth for making sure that everything works as smoothly as possible. And uh, I want to just that <clears throat> if you're looking for a little bit more of Angelic Healing, you can always find us at angelichealing.ca, our Angelic Healing channel on Altspace. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, your favorite podcast streaming service, whatever it may be, you can probably find us there. But I want to thank you guys again so much for spending some time with us today. And for any of our... Uh, Canadian viewers, happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you enjoy your, your long weekends. Have a wonderful day, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I would like to take a minute and just thank you for your time here today in spending it with us. If you have further questions about the company, the things that we talk about, or what it is that we do, you're welcome to navigate to the main website at angelichealing.ca. You can connect directly with our socials, see my North American team's profiles, and look at some exciting topics that are still to come. You're also welcome to use the Contact Us tab to request topics for future episodes. I would love to hear from you guys. Until next time, take care.